Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Okay. Welcome back, Nikki Curry. Hey, hey. Glad to be back. Just want y'all to know she didn't want to record last week. Just put that don't, out there. Don't do that. I didn't know we were supposed to. Yes, you did. You, no, I didn't. We, we always be always be recording ABR, right? Don't do that. According to you, it was canceled. So I assumed that we weren't a recording. So don't make it seem like I just was like, not this week. Because that's not what happened. That's that's exactly what happened. I called no. her. She was like, I'm long. She was asleep. She didn't want to get up. Yeah, because you told me we weren't recording. I took I took that opportunity to take me a nap, honey. And it's a workout day, y'all. So listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Y'all are having an 80 mile a minute conversation with your boy A Hota. And your Gazero Nikki Kurt. Right here on anchor.fm. And today we have a really good show for y'all. I will I will definitely say that. I'm gonna stand on that. What you think? I think it's gonna be a good show. You know, got some good information coming, good little talk. Oh my goodness. Well, I hope you got your good little notes out. So while you <laughs> scrounge around to get those good little notes together, I'm going to go ahead and tell the listeners that they need to go ahead and take a look into ShereeJones.com. Okay, that's ShereeJones.com, S-H-E-R-I-E-J-O-N-E-S.com for all of your latest and greatest fashion apparel, custom-made clothing, and fashion tips. Because it's a lot of people that need somebody in their ear to tell them the do's and don'ts this summer because I didn't already seen some egregiousness, you know, out there in these streets. Okay, so definitely check her out at ShereeJones.com while you're also Googling. Check out We Live 2 at We Live 2.bigcartel.com and that's Miss Nakia Brown out there in Baltimore doing all of your fitness apparel. So you can not only get your regular gear, Taylor May, you can also get fitness apparel from we lift too because women lift too, right? Okay. Also, they I know, right? They they live they gangsters out here. Little prison. I was lifting with little prison yesterday. Y'all follow us on the on the Under Armour Map My Run app. They not they not uh sponsoring us though, you know. I know, but, right? <laughs> <laughs> but also check out Busy Believer Candles. Okay, and that's at Busy Believer Candles. On Instagram as well as Etsy, and that is Miss Portia Quasifi out there in Houston. I'm sure that either before or at this point or some other point, I've mispronounced their last names, and I do sincerely apologize if that is the case. And I hope that you know down the road that they can instruct me on how to say the last name correctly because I am a stickler for that. And uh, I do not want to be wrong in the situation. So I'm just using phonetics. Don't kill me. Don't castrate me. I'm just trying my best. Just trying my best. Um, and last but not, certainly not least, I want you guys to check out Therapy for the Culture at Choose Better for You. That's C-H-O-O-S-E-B-E-T-T-E-R, the number four, the letter U. Com. That's Choose Better For You LLC based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And it is certainly therapy for the culture. Miss Nikki Kirk, I know that I've given you enough time to get your notes together, but who you want to shout out today? Don't do that, but y'all know I'm going to come through correct and shout out WS Natural Products. Go ahead and get your natural skincare, vegan approved, 
pet approved at www.wnatproducts.com you can get your care your skin care get that good soap get that good hair moisturizing cream get you some good rose water toner y'all just go ahead and support my girl mm, mm, that sounds delicious mm-hmm. you need to while she added need to go ahead and start creating ice cream or something I know, Those right? Flavors, you know what I'm saying? Pop, popping. You feel me? So, yes. listen, guys. I promise that you know we're gonna do our best to make this episode one of the best ones for this season. In fact, it may even be the last one this season. So, if it is the last one, it's been a fun season. But without further ado, we spent a lot of time leading up to this point. Miss Nikki Kirk, if you would provide the good people with today's topic. All right, y'all. Today's topic is triumphant. Triumphant. Look at that. See, it should be some a round of applause entered in there somewhere because she got it right. But in you know, in all honesty, she only had one word to remember. So, yeah. <laughs> She'd have got that one wrong. I don't know. Season four, we might have had to fly somebody. We flew somebody I'm out. Something. I'm trying to get flewed out. No, you just about to get flewed in. You about to be out nowhere. <laughs> you know. But no, the today's topic is called triumphant. And the truth of the matter is a lot of times in society you hear about the struggles, you hear about the stories of people being knocked down, kicked down, beat down, um dragged around, but you never hear the in in, in large volume you never hear the story of that same individual getting up shaking the dust off and showing what human resilience really looks like you know mm-hmm. and a, a, a true testament to the situation would be you know um anybody that has come out of the judicial system you know especially here in america you know it's, it's not designed specifically for people to really be rehabilitated you know because you can you can spend that time there and quote unquote rehabilitate right but Mm -hmm. once you're forced to go back into society socially speaking financially speaking and oftentimes you know um spiritually speaking that individual isn't allowed the opportunity to really reintegrate back into society what you think i 100% agree that the system is very hard on people after they've made a mistake and not just the system, but the system, including um, us as a people, we're very hard on people after they made a mistake. Everybody makes a mistake at some point in time. A lot of y'all know y'all did. Y'all was out there doing something. You just ain't get caught doing it. And so you would just like to believe that people get would get a break or get some type of grace, you know, and a lot of times people don't or they really have to struggle and fight before they can. And I'm not talking about, you know, super crazy crimes or anything. You're talking about some regular nonviolent crimes and people. Regular, regular stuff. Yeah, regular, regular stuff that, you know, and people just end up that's over your head. That's a a marker that's a mark anytime you gotta go job interview I did a crime but please can you see past this and you know right. that's something that's hard and, to see past for some people and just to 
just to give a, a small testament or a testimony, like I'm one of those people that, you know, did something stupid. It wasn't in a, it wasn't a, a strong thought in the, in, the, in the moment. I had no clarity at that time frame, and you know, I ended up getting arrested for having marijuana on me. You know, back when I was a 20 year old, you know, something something crazy. And people don't understand that when your record is blemished like that, you know, it's not so much your peers. You don't sometimes even want to be around your peers until you've figured out how to move forward. But it becomes a subconscious thought as well. So even when you attempt to move forward, you know, in many regards, you know, you are... You have you have that in the in the back of your mind. Oh, is this going to come up? Are they going to ask me questions about this? Is that going to be a disqualifying factor? You know, and a lot of times for you know uh, minorities and people of color, it is you know, or seemingly it tends to be. You know what I mean? And it's discouraging for the average individual to know that that this is a blemish that you know someone's not going to be able to see past. But yet, I'm still expected to excel, you know, in order to keep up in the rat race. So, you know, um, I personally think that, you know, that you can achieve greatness, you know, um, in any right, regardless of whether, you know, you are an ex-con or whether or not, you know, you just got a crap or the cards you were dealt with trash and you know what I'm saying you playing Uno and everybody else playing poker type situation. I still believe that you know, given a certain amount of, of favor and uh, a certain amount of well placed words and thoughts, that you can still achieve greatness. You know, I just don't like the fact that the system or that there is a system in place that discourages that notion. You know what I mean? Yes. So, I mean, I even tried to get into the Marines. Ain't that crazy? It's not, but it's crazy that you didn't get in, especially as good as you did on their standard test and their ASVAB. Didn't I think, if I remember correctly, and I know this was a while ago, you got like a 97% out of 100 or something like that? That is incorrect. I scored a 94 on the ASVAB. 94. Okay. See, I knew it was still in the 90, <laughs> but I was put, I said, my baby's smart. Okay. Oh you know, but even with that being a case, because I had to achieve so many waivers in order to be accepted, and then even still there was a, a less than thirteen percent chance that I would get in. You know, it was very discouraging. It was like, man, I can't even go into the armed services because of a weed charge. You know, that I got when I was in college, some six, seven years prior to that situation, to that interview. So. Um, I don't know. Some things happen, you know what I mean? And you're given an opportunity and come out of it. And then I feel as though that second chance varies given who you are and particularly who you know, you know, what, what background you come from or, you know, things of that nature. And I think that's the, the lightest way that I can put it without ruffling too many fe feathers or anything like that. But that's just that's just you know the the un the un uh not unnecessary but you know it's the unfortunate circumstances that we live in in America. So you know the objective is don't mess up. When in reality you're human, you're you're prone to error. You're prone to enough. So what are we really teaching? Right. 
right and i think there's a lot of mental health stress on people too to say that you can't mess up and if you do this is going to follow you the rest of your life like how horrible is that to know that as a you know a teenager or somebody that's maybe going through high school or college don't slip up at all you know um right. i mean not saying that go ahead go ahead <laughs> I was just saying, not saying that we're trying to teach our kids to go out there and murder, steal, kill, rob people. No, we know to teach them better than to do that. However, we also know that we do things. People mess up. Mistakes happen. And even good natured people make mistakes. So come on now, let's give people a break. Right. And I was I was just going to add that, you know, it's funny that somebody would, you know, try to reinforce that notion when this entire country as, as as well as other countries have been taken by force of murder, raping, pillaging, stealing, killing, you know what I mean? And then some of our highest offices in this in this country and some you know what I mean that's that's how they made their bones. Some of the wealthiest people in America have made their bones based off of, you know, being underhanded, shady and dark and making mistakes and still being able to bounce back. So it's a it's a wild notion to think that we teach and discourage that in itself but then for some in certain situations and circumstances are applauded and rewarded as a result you know what i mean mm -hmm. i don't yep. look at that as being triumphant i look at that as you know you know uh taking taking advantage of a system you know right here to, to to help you out but what do i know you know i'm just I'm just a worker, right? <laughs> Trying to make it. Make it, right? We just so a look. couple of peas in a pot. Right. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break, okay? And then we're going to come back and we'll dive a little deeper into this whole subject matter. All right? You're having an 80 mile a minute conversation with your boy, A. Hota. And your gazelle, Nikki Kerr. That's right. Here on Anchor.fm. Cherie Jones LLC is a Black-owned business, and with that, I do quite a few things as far as print production for t-shirts, alterations, custom garments are, are what I'm really known for, uh, and uh, flat pattern technical design. And this summer, I'll be hosting a So Be It program from June 29th to August 21st for girls ages 8 to 13. It's a developmental program, um, not just a sewing program. So they'll learn all types of skills that they can tap into to use right then and there for this upcoming school year, how to, you know, talk to the parents and just communicate with their parents. So that's that. I can be found on Facebook, Sheree Jones, LLC. And that's Sheree, S-H-E-R-I-E, Jones, um, on Instagram, same thing, Sheree Jones underscore, and the website, www.sheriejones.com, cash app, dollar sign, Sheree C. Jones. Yo, it's Haiki Ike, and you're listening to my song, F*** With Me, out now on all platforms. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. 
No, they can't do it like this. I know they can't do it better than I am a veteran. I've been stacking this cheddar, man. Still rapping, won't notice me for veterans. Next to die, I'm a swear, not settling. All of my business, swear to be meddling. I'll be they losing eight numbers, is lessening. I'm on my problem, my shit's still developing. Yeah, they can't fuck with me, not at all. Yeah, like, bitch, clear up more. Yeah, gotta get it now, I'll never stop. Lot of weight on me, I'll never fall Thinking you hot, boy, I'll show you not I've been on top for a while, no one taking my spot They ask me when I'm gon' drop Telling me that I'm a nest, and I'm gonna pop Getting these bitches by the fly I need that push with the horse, just take all the time If I drop, it's a bop I don't know why they want hate, tell them get on my c Like I've been making my bands Boy, you bitch better get cram Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're having an 80 mile a minute conversation with your boy A Hota. And your girl Nikki Kirk. Right, right, here on Anchor.fm. And when we left off last, we were talking about we were talking about how difficult it is to, or I should say how rare it is for somebody to hear a positive story about the struggle, so to speak. You know what I mean? And people struggle of all walks of life, things of that nature. But we have been blessed to have somebody on that I look up to, even though he, he doesn't realize it. I look up to because it's not necessarily always the easiest thing to stare adversity in the face and then bust it upside the head. Um, he is also a very close, near and dear friend to me, as well as a brother of mine from my new Gamma Psi fraternity, Incorporated you know, uh, brotherhood. And then also, you know, he, he is one of the rare few people that is not afraid to listen to advice and then actually execute advice, not only to help himself, but to help others as well. Um, I'm not sure how how he became a Titans fan, but you know, I'm gonna I'm let him tell his own story. But ladies and gentlemen, fans of the 80 mile a minute show short tall alike put your hands together warm round of applause for my brother mr john bates john bass i'm sorry that's what, that's what you got to <laughs> john, john bass not, not john bates siri says john bates you know exactly exactly what's going on man what's up what's up What's going on with you, sir? First and foremost, how are you feeling? Um, I feel good. I feel great. You know. So, that—that's what's up. I—I I just want to go ahead and full disclosure and let people know, John is probably our quietest guest that we've ever had on the show. He's <laughs> quiet by nature. He's good-hearted. He's real good-hearted, but he is quiet by nature. So don't don't expect, you know what I'm saying, don't expect a whole lot of, you know, uh, uh peers and, you know, all that. It's not coming from him. You not know? to be so popping. Like okay, so that means I got to be a little bit more extra than usual is what you're saying. I didn't I, I didn't say that. But, you know, uh, he's, just, he's not going to be that person, you know, just go ahead and... He's not Steph. We're gonna put it that way, okay? But um, so as as we talked about in the first segment, man, you know the name and title of this of this today's topic is triumphant, and 
if I'm being a hundred percent honest, bro, I look at you as one of the most triumphant people as as it goes when it comes down to you know these American, you know these United States and its judicial system, and not really wanting to go really heavy into into you know uh, your situation or anything like that. But if you could just tell us the type of person you were before your situation. Um, man, uh, I'm from, you know, I'm from Memphis, so I don't know, man. It's kind of, it's kind of hard <laughs> to say what type of person I was. I was, you know, I'm still the same person, but. I think back then, you know, I might have been a little bit more hot-headed, you know, I might have been, Okay. I might have had a little bit more, I don't give a f*** in me, as opposed to now, Oh, but, but we'll have to bleep that one. I've always been, <laughs> I've always been, you know, reserved, calm, quiet to myself. I've always been that, gotcha. but you know, I just sometimes I have a tendency not to check. So it is what it is. Got, got. So I will so what say you're this. saying is just because you quiet don't mean come for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you might catch them balls. Exactly, exactly. And like when I first met John, he didn't strike me as the type of person that I was ever going to really have problems with, you know, whether it was mentality-wise, whether it was physical, none of that, because he was a very respectful individual, and he expected that same type of respect shown to him, you know what I mean, overall, and when you have that type of person around you, you know, the last thing you want to do is be the person that disrespect them, not because, you know, I'm afraid of them or anything like that, but when you got good people around you, you don't want to disrespect them. You know what I mean? You you want to learn from them. You want to see what makes them tick, you know, and, and if anything, you want to help, help them as much as you can because you know they'll do the same for you. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know, like, but a, a lot of times I think what, what people get caught up in is, you know, because I am a certain way or because I was a certain way, it means that I have to maintain that throughout the rest of my life. And the reality is, as people, we're, we have a strong tendency to evolve. We have a strong tendency to grow. You know, um, it's just it's just human nature. You know what I mean? And I don't know. Like, I, I expressed a little bit about my uh, situation before we had you jump on the line. You know, but what was your what was your stance on reform? You know, what I'm saying be, before you ended up getting into hot water. I know man, you. Can I, I? I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be yeah. honest, man. Like before I experienced the system myself, I probably didn't really get to think about reform. I just right. probably I, like most people that I, that I saw. I mean, if you went to jail or you, you know, you in the system, I just thought you was a criminal. You know. Yeah. Or, you know, like in our community, you you a street or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I just kind of looked at those. When, when I heard that, I just thought, you know, okay, you committed a crime. 
And that you know, was I, what it was. Kind of had that black and white mentality of you know that's what it was. Right, right. So, I mean, that being the case, there was no. So let me let me ask this: Was there like a bleeding heart situation? Like if somebody you knew went behind a wall or something like that, or if you heard somebody close to you that you know was in a jam or anything like that? I mean, I have a lot of you know family members in Chicago. They go in and out of jail, but like I. I know they commit crimes, <laughs> you know. So I mean, that that's what can't what come with that life that they living. But right, I haven't. I don't know. We all hear like the situations, you know, the you know different um situations that take place. Just especially for us in our communities, but I guess it never really hit me until it happened to to me, you know. It's how right. I experienced it personally. Right, right. Nikki Kirk, what you got? Um, as far as reform, I guess he might be right. You know, I would think that people don't think of as much about reform as probably you should until you've been in that situation. But um I've I've never had to experience the law, you know, thank thank the Lord. But enough people around me and in my life have had to, so you know, I do believe that there needs to be a little bit more justice for our people, a little bit more understanding. Uh, you know, they need to rethink those three strike laws and stuff like that, because you don't know what somebody did. You know, we don't on the outside don't know what somebody did for those three strikes. But, you know, you done been to jail three times. And regardless of whether it was you littered on the street or, you know, whatever it was, they can look at that, take those things into account like. And use one thing you did against you to send you to jail for the rest of your life, even when the crime doesn't fit. So right. I don't Taking like that long that. ride for nothing. Mm-hmm. Because you can't quote unquote act right, you know. Right. I mean? so, and I, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that's. I, I really don't agree with that. You know that aspect of reform. And uh, to be honest with you, a lot of politicians sit there and they talk about their plans for reform, but. Not near one of those politicians have ever really experienced having to be reformed. You know what I mean? In that, from that aspect, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how, how would you say going through the system changed your perspective, though? Man, yeah, <laughs> man, damn, man. Uh, it was eye opening. Yeah. Now, you know, when I see a lot of these stories on on, uh, on the news and I see a lot of these guys locked up and I hear like the shit that they're saying, mm-hmm. I don't just think, oh, you you a criminal, you lying. I know that something they're saying is true. Right. I know it. I know that the system is fucked up. I know that there are different rules for different shades of people. Right. Um, I remember when they were talking about the conditions in there. Conditions are fucked up. <laughs> it's just a lot of things that people might hear and kind of, you know, just turn their head and not really pay attention to. But it's really going on. And right. if it happens to you or one of your loved ones, then you're going to want help. You're going to want assistance too. You want that assistance. You want somebody to be empathetic. You know, I agree, man. I, I definitely agree. Um, 
I think the the biggest the biggest thing about having to experience that, and you know, I was I was fortunate enough not to uh, to have sustained so much loss. But the fact that when you do have to go in, or if you do have to go in, you do sustain loss. You know what I'm saying? Can you speak a little bit about what you lost as a result? Man, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know it's serious when. When he started the sisters off with man. <laughs> Bruh, I lost some that, that's why where I am now is like such a big deal because it's not like I was sitting in in jail for this long period of time. I wasn't. The only reason I was sitting in there was because I couldn't make my bail. My bail was, was too high because I had a North Carolina driver's license. And so, mm-hmm. since I had that North Carolina driver's license, they said I was a flight risk. I got an extra high bail. And when I was in there, it was that was coming up to me. They was like, why is your bail so high? Right. They looking at your wristband like, wait a yeah. minute. They're like, why is your <laughs> bail so high? Like, you know what I'm saying? They didn't even understand. They were like, man, it's your first time in here. Man, why is your bail so high? You know, so with that being said, I lost my job at the time. Mm. All the money I had in my account was being used so I could eat, have commissary, have food, um, other items that, that I might need. A lot of people don't know when you go to jail, which I didn't know. That either. Mm. I'm thinking they just give you shit. Man, they don't give you that shit. You got to buy it. Mm-hmm. A lot of that shit I only had through cellmates. Right. My first cellmate gave me like a whole bunch of shit. And I was like, nah, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it, it was a white dude. He, he was like, here, you can have it. I said, nah. I said, I don't want that. He was like, man, he said, I don't want nothing from you, man. Because <laughs> I'm like, man, you know, when yep. I looked on the movies and shit, yeah, they give it's you the, something. It's, it's perspective, yeah. Right, that mean they gonna they want something from you. So, so a lot of the shit I had got from my from the people that I was sailed up with. So when I got that, the money that I had already had in my account, my mom was using um to just put on my books, just put on my books. I, I paid my own books, bro. Mm-hmm. Off of my my uh work money because I was working. I'm in there. I lost my job. I couldn't pay my rent because I didn't have I didn't have saved up. I had maybe like I had a check then I got another check while I was in there. So that's all I had. So right. I couldn't. I ain't have enough to pay my rent. Lost the house. Had a townhouse. Lost it. Mm. Lost everything in there. All my clothes, my bed I had bought, all my shit, my, all my shit was in there. When I got out, keep in mind, this was just like a 60-day a, a period. Right. Mm-hmm. When I got out, my mom was like, yeah, we went to the house and got, got your stuff. And so I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, where my clothes at? She was like, oh, okay, uh, let me show you. All she had was a was a box, bro, a cardboard box. Oh, and I, I said, what? I 
said, what, this is it? I said, because I'm like, man, I'm thinking she, she joking. I said, this is it? She said, yeah, you know, that's all. It's all I could get. I'm sorry, son. I'm like, damn, I was, I had just bought a polo jacket. All that shit I had was gone in that house, bro. So that hurt me more than anything. But the car, I still was able to maintain to keep my car. So when I right. got out, I still had my vehicle to get right back to working, find you know, find a new job, all that. But a lot of people aren't that fortunate. Right. They they get out of jail and don't have anything. Mm-hmm. Nowhere to go. I'm just sitting here thinking like you lost all of that. And to me, it just seemed like beyond losing your material things, you lost time. You lost a lot of time. And I know that's saying nothing with it, you know, being the 60 days, but 60 days in the long term of things is a lot of time. That's time you could have had to, you know, have your jobs, have your rent money, time you could have had with your loved ones and different things that you don't think about because we're like, well, this stuff I do every day. This is yeah. time that you, you didn't have to prepare. Yeah. You take it for granted, you know, a lot of times mm-hmm. when when it's when it's every day, you know, when it's every day you out here, you working, you take it for granted. In fact, you can almost get to a point where you upset because you gotta go to work or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be, not really valuing the fact that you got people that's behind a wall that wish that they could be upset about having a job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So look, we're going to take a quick break, you know, um, and then we're going to come back and we got a few more questions for you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we definitely appreciate, you know, your, your candid views and everything of that nature. You're having an 80 mile a minute conversation with your boy, A. Holter. And your girl, Nikki Kerr. That's right. And our ex-expressive guest is John Bass here on anchor.fm. Okay, so if you haven't heard by now, Anchor is probably the easiest way to go about making yourself a podcast. Let me explain exactly how that works. The first thing you really need to know, the drone is free, okay? It doesn't cost you anything but a little bit of time. I mean, there are some creation tools that can allow you to record and edit right there on the actual podcast app, right from your phone or your computer or, you know, your tablet or whatever else you got. And then Anchor... They'll take your podcast once you publish it and they'll distribute that joint for you. And it'll go across platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., 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 blah, blah, blah. Now, the biggest part about this thing is you can actually make money from your podcast and you don't have to have any minimums of your listenership. I repeat, there are no minimum on your listenerships. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. In these unprecedented moments, whether it be through trauma or isolation, when times are stressful and you feel like you need a listening ear, a clear direction, therapy is a superb alternative to the potentially negative habits people sometimes turn to. There's Shoes Better For You PLLC. Shoes Better For You provides mental health services for individuals, couples, and families. Shoes Better For You is a minority-owned private practice 
located in East Charlotte at 3126 Milton Road, Suite 232, at a cross-section of W.T. Harris, Chan Amity, and Milton Road on the second floor above ETLR. They're currently accepting new clients servicing North and South Carolina residents, processing EAP benefits, private insurance, and self-pay. Check out Shoes Better For You at www.shoesbetter4theletteru.com or call their appointment line at 704-930-0680. You can also inquire by email at choosebetter4theletteru at gmail.com. Choose Better For You PLLC because when you know better, you do better, but only if you choose better. Sheree Jones LLC is a black owned business. And with that, I do quite a few things as far as print production for t-shirts, alterations, custom garments are are what I'm really known for, uh, and uh, flat pattern technical design. And this summer I'll be hosting a So Be It program from June 29th to August 21st for girls ages 8 to 13. It's a developmental program, um, not just a sewing program. So they'll learn all types of skills that they can tap into to use right then and there for this upcoming school year, how to, you know, talk to the parents and just communicate with their parents. So that's that. I can be found on Facebook, Sheree Jones, LLC. And that's Sheree, S-H-E-R-I-E, Jones, Um, On Instagram, same thing, Sheree Jones underscore. And the website, www.sheriejones.com. Cash app, dollar sign, Sheree C. Jones. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. You're having an 80 mile a minute conversation with your boy A. Holter. And your girl, Nikki Kizar. And our special guest, our extra special guest, Mr. John Bass. Um, Memphis Joe. What's up? Memphis <laughs> Jesus, I just say. You know, uh, real real quick, though, just to tap on that. Have you been hearing all these little uh, remixes to the Sorry Not Sorry thing? Yeah, I've been hearing them. So I was trying to figure out who this little, I think his name like Lil Lizzie or something like that out there in Memphis. Have you heard of him? I haven't heard of him, but you're not going to hear. I, I heard the song. You're not going to hear my side on his song because my oh, side yeah. is from Memphis. Yeah, I already, I listened to it and the places that he named, are they ain't Memphis. You know, it, I think he named like Germantown and yeah. uh, Colleyville, stuff like that. It's oh, not okay. Memphis, like uh, you know, Justin Timberlake. He claimed he from Memphis. He's not. He's like from from Arlington or somewhere. Oh wow, wow! News you can use right there. I they, you know, they got two versions of it for Baltimore, and I'm like, yeah, it's too many neighborhoods. It's just way too many neighborhoods for people that live in the city limits to be able to claim anything. I was looking for the one for Greensboro, but I ain't see it. You know. Nikki Curtis from Greensboro, you know, but uh, I Greensboro ain't gonna have one, bro. <laughs> you know, good and well, Greensboro, little Greensboro. People don't even know what that is. Only people that know what that is is the people that's 
from around the area. When you from out of the out of the state, people be like Greensboro. What's that close to? Is that near Charlotte? <laughs> right. And why you playing? It's the third largest city. In it the is, state, but you it. wouldn't think so because nobody knows where that is. Mm. You ain't know that, did you? No, nah, I didn't. Third yes, largest. It is. It is the bigger, Raleigh, one of the biggest ones in Greensboro. And Didn't then, know I that. Think, think it's Winston and then Durham or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's wild. That's definitely wild. But I digress, man. You know, the, the reason that we have you on here today is to tell that positive story about what it takes to be triumphant. You know, what it takes to be faced with what you were faced with. You know, um, deal with going through the system. And then the aftermath that people really don't realize exists for a lot of people that have to deal with the judicial system where you get out, but you still don't really have all of your liberties. You don't have all your freedom. And on top of that, while you're fighting to get those back, you're also trying to reclaim your status socially within within society. You know what I mean? Um, right. I think that and this is just my personal thought, you know what I'm saying? I think that the way that they make, or the way that that system is set up, it's designed to keep you indebted to the social construct that puts you back into the judicial system. It's kind of like, in my opinion, it's not as it's not as degrading, it's not as degrading as child support would be because child support is designed to really have you messed up for 18 years in some cases in certain states 22 years you know what i mean where you know if you don't pay what you're supposed to pay for your child according to you know what the the parent says or what the, the government says then you could lose your freedom well when you get out of losing your freedom you're in the rears so now you not only have to figure out a way to gainfully be employed enough to pay your arrears, but also to currently pay what you still owe. And a lot of times people just be like, man, forget it. I'll just stay in the system for the next 20 years. Or I'll, I'll do something illegal to make up those ends, ill-gotten gains, you know what I mean? And either way, it's still not a way to really, you know what I'm saying, to really recover from that type of a situation. You know, um, let me ask you this. You know what? What does a, what does the mindset look like for somebody in that type of position to actually be able to recover? Um, for me, I mean, because yeah, it is forever punishment. It doesn't, you know, if you commit a crime and you get a felony or um, misdemeanor whatever you're going to be punished forever <laughs> simple mm-hmm. as that it's, I know they, they say you know uh, you uh, serve your time or you know you you do whatever whatever you were supposed to do uh, for the crime pay your debt to society pay your debt to society Mm-hmm. Whether that was community service, uh, restitution, um, classes, whatever it was that you had to do, but it doesn't go away after that. Mm. For a lot of people, I was fortunate enough 
to be on a first offender because I had right. been in trouble before. Mm-hmm. So, luckily for me, when I'm, you know, since I'm done, my record is back, you know, my record is back good. I haven't been convicted of anything. Okay. So, okay. But a lot of people, they may not know that they can, that they're even eligible for that or mm-hmm. they aren't eligible for it and they just have to, you know, they have to eat that. Because yeah, that all felonies, there are some felonies that you can commit that aren't eligible for first offender, even if it is your first time getting in trouble. So, for me, I just set a goal uh, saying, hey, I know that all I have to do is complete this and I'm going to be back to where I was. So, in the meantime, mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on building myself up and I was, I was determined to get back everything that I had before, before this, all this happened. And I wanted to have even more than I had before all this happened. Mm-hmm. So for me, I kind of took it personally. Um, my favorite basketball player was Kobe Bryant. So I, that R.I.P. Kobe. Yeah, R.I.P. Kobe. That mentality. I just kind of took it personally. It's like, okay, everybody thinks I'm down, and I just use that feed off of it. And I said, okay, I'm gonna show all of y'all. I'm gonna be even better than I was before. So I mean, I just think you got to stay motivated. Yeah, because they want to. To get down, they want you to quit. They want you to go back, like you said, go back out there and do something stupid. So they can just throw you back in jail. Yeah, they're not. They're not expecting you to grind. No, they're not. And a lot of people, when you have stuff on your record, it is harder to find employment. It is harder to find a place to live. It, it, it's harder to do everything. Mm-hmm. So. You have to be willing to find a lane. When I when I first got out of my situation, when I first got out of jail, I had to take a job that was paying me like thirteen dollars. That was a, that was going backwards from the job I had before. Right. But I said, okay, right. I'm gonna take this job because I need money for a lawyer, and then I'm just gonna build off of that. Yeah. And just taking that job, I just kept going up, making more money, more money, more money. Mm-hmm. And and it this this whole thing, believe it or not, it was the it was the worst and it was the best thing that has ever happened to me in my life, man. It's the best thing that could have happened. The worst and the best thing. And so it's like a worst situation, best teacher. Yeah, yeah. It's a double edged sword. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was the worst because the the immediate experience of it, um, and uh, everything that came with it after, like mm-hmm. you said, you have it's like you have a stamp on you now. But it was the best because that made me go into another gear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. 
now that I'm finally done with that, I had, I'm even better than I was mentally, uh, financially, physically, everything. I'm better than I was before. Very I good. approach situations differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, because throughout that period, I didn't want I didn't want to be around anybody that was doing anything they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Whereas before um, before that, I would have been more likely to go hang with some guys might be out you know doing some doing some other some other stuff man that they shouldn't be getting involved in and i think that when guys getting involved in the system a lot of times they'll get out and they'll go back around the same people that they were hanging around Mm -hmm. that's how you get back in trouble right so i mean that and look just from a personal experience i did just that like literally got out my own um I got released by the magistrate when I first got arrested and went right back to the right back to the block. Hey man, you out. That's what's up, man. Let's let's go, you know, the woody woop type situation. Not realizing like my life is about to change forever. You know what I'm saying? Like forever, forever. Yeah man, I I definitely I definitely agree with that, man. I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and not that not that Nikki can really attest, not that Nikki can really attest to much of you know what you're talking about, but from the outside looking in, you know, she's still affected because in the reality, the time frame, I'm half of her income. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I'm I'm put in a position where you know, I let myself down, obviously and naturally, you know, but I'm also letting, you know, my girlfriend down at the time, you know what I mean? My, my future fiance, my future wife down, you know, because not only am I in the situation, not really seeing straight, but I'm also right back under the same people not growing right away either. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know, man. When, when did you feel like you had had just enough of, of dealing with with everything as far as not necessarily the grind portion of it but the low points as well as you know dealing with the appeals and your attorney when did you feel like you had enough um, how, long did, how long did you think you were going to be in that situation I'll probably say the lowest point was when I went I went and paid $2,000 of my own money Get a lawyer so I can get off of probation early. Mm-hmm. Went in there and got railroaded by the prosecutor on a technicality. Mm. So after that, I don't know. I, I was crushed because I just wanted to get off of this. Because yeah. for me, getting off of it, it signified also getting this off of my record. <laughs> so right, right. It, it's a lot that came with this for me. It wasn't just getting off of probation. Once I completed mine, you know, I'm I'm good, free and clear. No, no convictions. No, no, like you know. So for them to keep me on there longer and then just living, kind of like I guess I don't want to say in fear, but it's it's like. The average person, I mean, you could get stopped by the police 
and you have that apprehension. But for me, like when you when you're on like probation or something like that, mm-hmm. especially on first offender, like a lot of people don't know this because first offender, it's good for what it's supposed to do. But if you're not if you're not um, if you're gonna commit another crime or you know that you can't stay out of trouble, Done. don't get on first offender because if you commit another crime, you get in trouble on first offender. They're gonna resentence you. Mm. They're gonna stop what they're doing. They're gonna take you back to court and they're gonna resentence you. Mm. And I remember my probation officer telling me not to get in any type of trouble because he said on the type of the type of first offender probation that they had me on, if I got in trouble, he couldn't even come and get me out of jail. Goodness. Mm. I would have to sit until I could see a judge. Mm. So I said, you know, that was that's scary because, you know, especially you see all the stuff on the news these police are doing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. And they COVID now and you never, you don't know when the judge, you might get to see the judge and stuff like that. That's crazy. I'm like, somebody could just have a bad day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that'll be the end of me. Right. Right. That's wild, man. That is, that's definitely wild, man. I think um, Nikki Nikki had something that she wanted to, to add to it. Yeah, that's definitely crazy. But I want to know, advice would you give other people, other brothers and other sisters going through a similar situation as you? Um, I mean, first off, don't give up. Hmm. Don't go back to what you was doing. Okay. Like I said a lot of a lot of people going back to doing what they were doing. Man, when I was in jail, and I know I I keep saying this like I was in jail for for years or something, but just the the, the little bit of time I was there, mm-hmm. I realized that there were a lot of guys in there that had been there before. Mm-hmm. So when I would talk to guys, I mean, I just kept it real. I didn't care, you know. Hey, I ain't, you know, because I knew I was going home. Mm-hmm. Right. I knew I was going home. So, and they knew that. <laughs> so I was like, man, you know, this is my first time being in here. And all these guys, this wasn't their first time. Like guys, right. back and forth, back and forth. These guys talking about all these different jails. They're talking about the prison and stuff like that. I'm like, the prison? I'm not going there, so you know, I don't right. really care about that. <laughs> so, right. but, but a lot of those guys, and I would listen to their stories and stuff, they would just get back out and do dumb <laughs> Just go back to the same, the same type of activities they were doing before. And I think, I think like, when they get out, when people get out and they see like they have this mark on them, and it's gonna be harder for them to make a living for themselves. It's gonna be harder for them to have a roof over their head. They just say, you know, they just give up. You can't yeah. give up. Just go ahead. I don't care if you had to get out and work at McDonald's. Go ahead, work at McDonald's for how much they they paying nowadays? Eight nine dollars. 
find you a higher paying job after that. You find that lane of employment where you can get hired with your record. Right. Mm-hmm. And you keep excelling in that lane. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people you make oh, your own lane because it's a lot of entrepreneurs out here that's done have records because that's what they had to do. But yeah. don't give up, just make it happen. Right. Nikki Kirk got an uncle that's that's bossing up. I have an uncle that was in prison from the time I was a little girl. And we talking a little girl, I would say about four or five up until maybe my sophomore junior year in high school. So he was there for a long time. And my uncle's doing so well now, you know, and he ended up, of course, you know, he had family support. So that's helpful. And I know that a lot of our brothers and sisters may not always have that, but he he definitely had family support, but he was able to get out here and um, he ended up getting a CDL license, but he didn't just stop there. He bought a truck, you know, then he bought another truck till now he, you know, has a company and he has other drivers under him and, you know, he has his own business and stuff like that. So, you know, he's doing well for himself. And I'm not saying that to say that everybody's situation is the same, but I'm just saying it to say along the same lines as you, John, that, you know, don't give up. That it's stuff you can do out here. You know, you can figure it out. It's somebody out there that go- that's going to believe in you. Yeah. Yes, indeed, man. Look, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we got just a couple more and we're going to wrap up for the evening, man. Um, I, but I, it seems like at every break, man, I want to say this. And I know that you know is 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 legit but man i definitely wholeheartedly appreciate you taking time to not just speak with me and nikki kirk about the situation but also like you know the people that are listening somebody gonna get this man and it's it's gonna sink in and it's gonna be an inspiration for you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it definitely is guys you're having an 80 mile a minute conversation with your boy a hota and your girl Nikki Kerr. That's right. And our extra special guest, Mr. John Bass, doing on Anchor.fm. Okay. If you haven't heard about the Anchor app, it's the easiest way for you to make a podcast or listen to one. Let me explain. The first big thing about it is free, it only costs you a little bit of time. Then they have these creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast. So you remember that mass communication class that you skipped out on? You should be fine. You can do this from your own phone or your own computer or tablet or what have you. Now, after you've done that, the Anchor app will distribute your podcast for you. That way you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms that they have available. Now, it's everything that you need just so that you can make a podcast in one place. And the most important thing is you can make money off this job. And you don't have to have any real large groups of listenership. It says no minimum listenership. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. See you there. Yo, it's Haiki Ike and you're listening to my song F*** With Me out now on all platforms. 
In these unprecedented moments, whether it be through trauma or isolation, when times are stressful and you feel like you need a listening ear, a clear direction, therapy is a superb alternative to the potentially negative habits people sometimes turn to. There's Shoes Better For You PLLC. Shoes Better For You provides mental health services for individuals, couples, and families. Shoes Better For You is a minority-owned private practice located in East Charlotte at 3126 Milton Road, Suite 232, at a cross-section of W.T. Harris, Sharon Amity, and Milton Road on the second floor above ETLR. They're currently accepting new clients servicing North and South Carolina residents, processing EAP benefits, private insurance, and self-pay. Check out Shoes Better For You at www.choosebetter4theletteru.com or call their appointment line at 704-930-0680. You can also inquire by email at choosebetter4theletteru at gmail.com. Choose Better For You PLLC because when you know better, you do better, but only if you choose better. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. You are having a 80-mile-a-minute conversation with your boy, Hosa. And your girl, Nikki Kerr. Hey, y'all. She was a little slow on that one, right? She was a little, a little delayed. <laughs> <laughs> with our extra special guest, Mr. John Bass, also known as the Watcher, you know what I'm saying, from the mighty line of the incognito of the mighty new gamma. Fraternity Incorporated. Oh uh, man, we, we've been having a really honest, open, and, and transparent conversation based on, you know, uh, your triumphant, you know, situation or how you were able to overcome real adversity, man. Um, here's a fun fact for the listeners. Nikki Kurt's birthday is on the 19th of April, okay? Mm-hmm. So when it rolls back around, y'all hear her cash app, Nikki Kurt, you know, the dollar sign Nikki Kurt. Um, <laughs> yeah, right, right. You, you got to throw that in there. And then thing is, my brother John Bass, his birthday is the very next day, you know. So it's real easy for me to remember his birthday. You know, for one, it's 420. And then for for two, you know, <laughs> it's right after my wife's birthday. So, you know, I always try to send a shout out and everything like that. But um, I want to know man, how vindicated you must have felt getting the most positive news over the last, what is it? You can't say century, right? The last four or five years 
you know, the day before your birthday? Um, man, it was a good feeling, man. You know, I had a lot of stuff kind of happen all at once. You know, I had that happen. You know, finally getting out that, getting out this this ugly system, mm-hmm. and being able to move on with my life. You know, mm-hmm. I got my got my degree. Hey, hey, congratulations! Four GPA out there. Yeah. Okay, and he's yeah. smart or whatever. We're <laughs> <laughs> so congrats, congrats, man! You know, yeah, I'm I'm so a, a huge weight lifted up off for you. Yes. Yeah. Indeed, man. And after you know you've been done, went through all of this and had all these changes in your life. If you could change anything about the judicial system, what would that be? I don't think <laughs> I don't think there's one thing that needs to be changed. Like it, it, it's so much stuff that there's so many things wrong with it. I don't mm. feel like I can just pick one thing and change it. The whole system just needs to be torn down and rebuilt. If you hear some of these stories um, of guys like innocent men being locked up, um, people being overcharged. And I think anybody who has ever um, been in the system has experienced this. I, I believe uh, you, you told me you did too. Being mm-hmm. overcharged. They Absolutely. Just, they, mm-hmm. just, they get you in there and they just put a whole bunch of charges on you. It, things that don't even have anything to do with what actually happened. They just, okay, boom, 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 boom. And instead of, they don't research it responsibly. It's like they just throw them at you, whatever sticks, okay. But they don't yeah. have any regard for you as a person when they do that because we're the ones that have to face the consequences of that. That, that can increase your bail. Mm-hmm. That can increase the money that, that the lawyer is going to charge you. Mm-hmm. You know, I so think- and that's what it's about that they can do that. A lot of yeah. it is about the the money is the bottom line. Yeah, I think it's 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 deeper than that. You know, I think what he's speaking to is, you know, when you get arrested, all of a sudden that line, that very thin line of, you know, what I'm saying person versus animal changes. You are almost immediately dehumanized when you're under arrest. I don't mm-hmm. care what your color is. You know what I'm saying? I don't care, you know, your background or what, whatever the case is. Like you said earlier, if you get a cop or, you know, an officer, I'm sorry, um, that is having a bad day, all of a sudden when you have cuffs on you, that is all the more reason for that individual to treat you less than uh, a human being. You know what I mean? And not that that's right at in any regard, but even if it's not physical abuse or, you know, uh, uh, physical abuse of power, you know, they can take you to the station and then you know they're going to talk to you the whole way down to the station, but they can take you to the station after knowing a little bit about you from a humanistic standpoint and decide whether or not they're going to slap you with a possession charge or they're going to hit you with a felonious possession with intent to sell and distribute or even worse, a felonious you know, possession and manufacturing charge. 
you know, whereas you're sitting here looking at a situation like, had they raided my house or something like that, they would automatically be able to tell I'm not manufacturing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, but the fact that you would even say that to a magistrate or say that to a supervising officer or something like that, or write that on a ticket without having evidence of such, it takes that whole dehumanizing situation to a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? Because now I'm not even worth the time to really investigate what I got caught doing. You know, this is what you think is happening. And I just kept my mouth shut. So now all of a sudden, what you think is happening is bond. And because you're an officer of the law, all of your colleagues are going to agree with what you say. And it's my job to prove to you without any real money, financing, or, or social empathy that you were wrong. That is so true. You know what I mean? And so I have to agree with you in that regard, like overcharging is a crime in itself. It's like, and not to not to make it exactly like it, but you know, it's like uh, the the women and pardon me, ladies that are listening, this is not a, a, a strike against women, but it's like those particular women that cry wolf when it comes down to you know being being molested or being raped or, or something of that nature and are found to be wrong you know and as a result what you've done to that individual that you put those claims out against is destroyed their life completely destroyed their life and almost without consequences of your own you know even if you're found wrong there's not really you know what i'm saying uh, not a, a penalty for that you know you just you said what you said in hopes that that person you know got the charge and it was sick that's what officers do in a lot of cases you know what i mean and it dehumanizes that individual that those charges are brought against it makes it extremely difficult if not impossible for them to recover mm-hmm. you know um we had the privilege today to talk to somebody that faced some of those similar odds where it was seemingly in the area that he was in you know in the environment that he was in with the strikes that he had from a social standpoint not necessarily within the the system you know it was almost impossible for this particular person to be able to see a way out of it because everything folded at one time you know what i mean but he was in and of itself triumphant enough to be able to to break out of that mindset of giving up quitting on himself quitting on you know a broken system you know quitting on his loved ones that were supporting him because be real with you man myself i i know of a few brothers that really were in your corner and still are you know and really glad to see that you you know you you broke out of that situation clean the way you did man and not not only that you graduating which a lot of brothers you know nowadays don't even get an opportunity to do you know what i mean and that's not a shot at brothers in the organization but you y- y'all know who y'all are uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying but the, the, but the reality is man you know again for you being able to not only live that that portion of your life the correct way and guide your way through it and see yourself through it take the advice you know what i'm saying take the encouragement and utilize it as fuel as opposed to throwing yourself a pity party or feeling sorry for yourself or, or even worse reverting you know back to to a life of, of you know what i'm saying um 
non non-conduciveness. But man, like the, the, just to see, you know, just to see where you are in life, and to be able to talk to you on the phone and talk to you on this platform and can actually hear the smile in your voice versus you know where what it used to be. Man, it's a blessing, bro. It's definitely a blessing. You know, um, anything, you know, because we, we're about to wrap up. Anything, you know, we got yoga. You feel me? <laughs> right. Got to keep that mind right. Man, she be, she be perpetrating, y'all. But no, uh, <laughs> you want to shout out anybody that you want to, you want to, uh, you know, send kudos out to, you know, um, or it just, this is your opportunity to just go ahead. You got the floor, bro. Um... Anybody, uh, um, um, everybody who had my back, um, and who was there for me through this whole process, um, you one of those people, um, but just everybody who was there for me throughout this whole process, and um, didn't judge me without you know because I had a lot of people. I, you may not know this. I had a lot of people, bro, that did judge me. Mm. And then when they saw me back up, you know, they want to come back around. So I didn't let them come back around. Right. Right. Stay on that side. So um, my circle has pretty much been the same from before this this incident happened the same core guys who were there for me they still are um thank y'all you know my mom of course for sure, for sure. mom dude but just to the bros that are you know y'all know who y'all is that I mess with, you know, we talk, we we in group chats, all that. <laughs> so yeah, we are. <laughs> y'all know who y'all are, and you know, thank y'all, appreciate y'all, and I just want everybody to know, you know, don't give up. Keep on pushing, like, whatever you got going on. If I can make it through all the stuff that I had going on, man, you definitely can. For sure, man. For sure. That's amazing. I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure out when you're going to change your name from Memphis Joe to Atlanta Don. So we all know you Atlanta Don. He done traded on them. (laughs) No. He done got traded. No. (laughs) I ain't been out here that long now. But no, but you going, serious. but you going back though. What the Memphis? No, nah, nah. exactly. Nah. You done got traded. <laughs> no. Well, see, he, he used to he used to be Greensboro John. He was Greensboro Johnny. You know, so now he in London John. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> he was I was Memphis, like, Joe. Memphis Joe, Greensboro Johnny. Johnny, yeah. <laughs> see the evolution of John. Bass, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, man, but uh, no, for real, man, we we definitely, now that you, you got that monkey off your back, bro, we got to link up, you know, in the physical. And, you know, I told him earlier in the week, Nicky Curry, he got to go and get his passport. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, cool. yeah, everybody should, passport, should travel out the country at least once in their life when you can. I know everybody's mm-hmm. situation is different, but it's some things people can do. They just don't think about it. That's not expensive. It's just what's important to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think he probably would have given the opportunity, but, you know, situation and circumstances. So, you know, you got to stay on the oh, yeah. I'm about to do it now. I'm about to turn up now. Do it, do oh, it. Uh, 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 so, you know my number. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? All I got to do is get a little pink slip. Like, hey, mama, we going to, uh, you know, Kirk's and, and what is it called? Turks and Caicos, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's men's trip, though, men's trip. That's fine. I'll be taking my girls' trips. We already (laughs) talking about going to New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's the thing, though. She gonna take her girls' trip. They gonna have pictures at every corner, this, that, and the third. Don't worry about what we doing. We ain't gonna have no film, no footage, no nothing. Really? You gonna see Mm -hmm. the airport? We was on. Y'all gonna (laughs) see a couple (laughs) pictures. Y'all gonna (laughs) everything we do. What happens in Vegas? Uh-huh. You. Like, yeah, we went from airport to airport. That was it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, bro, we're we going to go ahead and roll, man. I love you. I appreciate your time. I'm glad that you was able to uh, 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 sit out here and really chop it up with us. I'm not going to bring up the fact you stood me up in Atlanta a couple times, but it's all good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all love, bro. But no, in, in reality, guys, you know, when you having these conversations with the loved ones, when you're talking to people that are going through similar situations, man, you know, stay positive, you know, and make sure that, you know, you, you keep their heads up as much as you can, you know, physically and, and spiritually, because it, it's a battle. It's, it's, it's not easily, it's not an easy battle, let's just put it that way. And, and one thing that you got to remember when you're dealing with 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 people when they come out of that situation is that you just had an 80 mile a minute conversation with your boy a hota and your good girl nikki kerr that's right and our extra special guest the watcher john bad right here peace y'all peace